we would like to acknowledge the Ngunnawal and Ngambri people who are the traditional custodians of the land on which Wurundjeri is created. We pay respects to elders past, present and emerging. We acknowledge that the name Wurundjeri was taken from the Wadi Wadi Nation without permission and we are striving to do better for future reconciliation. And welcome to another episode of It's Eurovision. I'm Sam. And I'm Nat. Yes, and we're so excited to be back um, for semester two, 2021 on the ANU calendar. I think this is our... I was going to say, Sam, happy three-year anniversary. Oh, yes, yes, <laughs> three-year anniversary, yes. So we've done six semesters. This is our seventh semester, and it's great to, you know, apparently we're the oldest running show on Moroni. I don't know whether that makes me feel old in general or, you know, <laughs> but it is a great privilege on a serious note to be back once again. Yes. Oh, well, so, I mean, to celebrate, to celebrate our birthday, mm. uh, we've got a very <laughs> special episode. We would have done this anyway, but it just works yes. out quite nicely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, a very special episode, which is all about the queen of Australian Eurovision, mm. his dummy Im. Yes. So. Uh, all hail to dummy. <laughs> yes. Yes. All hail. She should have been the Queen of Eurovision in 2016, the rightful Queen of Eurovision, we, in my humble opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's been the consistent line of this show since yeah. we began three years ago, Sam. Yes. Did you know it's been three years? Mm. Mm. Actually, it doesn't feel like three years. I kind of feel a bit like a first year still, but anyway. <laughs> no, it's it's good that, yeah, three years. Wow, it's how time flies. But, um, yes, yeah, sorry, back to Dami, you were yes, saying? Yes, so um, she was performing a show here in Canberra and we were very lucky to get the chance to interview her. So the way we're going to run the show today is play our interview with Dami. Um, so this was broadcast during our university holidays um, and was sort of available then, but we've enjoyed it so much that we want to rebroadcast it now as part of our official season. Then we'll talk a bit about the concert and what it was like to see her live and then just get into a bit of a general chat. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So we interviewed her, um, I think it was Thursday, the 22nd yeah. of July, yeah. and then she came Friday, the 23rd, of July for the concert, the same day as the opening ceremony of the Olympics. I remember she was saying, thank you for watching me instead of the Olympics. Um, and yes, and then our special episode was broadcast on the 22nd of July in the evening, and now we're replaying it again. Yes. Yeah, um, so I still can't believe exciting. we um, managed to interview Dami. I'd like to say thank you to you, Nat, for organising it, and um, the people at Roroni, especially the radio editor, Sad. Yes, yes, very, very special moment. Um, so for context, for any new listeners out there, mm -hmm. um, Sam and I are students here at the Australian National University in Canberra, and we've been doing this show for three years. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, basically, we started off at college, realised that we had this you know, love of Eurovision in common and we're talking about it so much that we started to drive away, drive away all other potential friends. And, yeah. you know, <laughs> we couldn't have that, so we decided to start a radio show about it instead. Yes, and we've cov we cover a wide range of topics. Usually in semester one, we go through um, the songs for that year's contest and review all of them, give them, like, a score out of 10. Um, but second semester is always a bit more fun because, you know, it's the Eurovision off-season as well. Well, fun in the sense that we can sort of play around a bit um, so yeah, we'll look forward to a lot of interviews this semester with some of our friends who are Eurovision fans or people who have just started to get into Eurovision as well. And um, perhaps there'll be some more surprises in store all the way. Yes, yes, yes. So we've got a great season lined up. And so you can find us here live on the Roni Radio every Tuesday 
night from 7 to 8 p.m. Um, and then we will later be available as a podcast on Spotify. So that's exciting news. Yes. So more details to come uh, on our Facebook page. It's Eurovision. Mm. And we're also broadcast on Sin Radio in Melbourne. So you can listen to us then uh, on 90.7 FM or um, on their website from 2 to 3 p.m. on Sundays during their Waroni hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so basically Tuesday's show is live and then the replay, well, not the replay, the the play in Melbourne, is yeah. um, that show is done later that week on Sunday. Yes. So enough of us kind of... Well, you are going to hear us keep gab- talking, yeah. Yeah, but um, we're going we're gonna to talk to Dami now. Yes. yes. <laughs> Here we go, the interview with Dami. You're listening to Waroni Radio, the voice of students at the ANU. To its Eurovision here on Waroni Radio. Uh, I'm Nat. And I'm Sam. And we are so excited for today's episode. Yes, we're so, so excited. This episode is all about a legend of Australian Eurovision, Dami Im. In the most exciting of exciting news, we got the chance to interview Dami this morning to promote her upcoming Canberra show on Friday, the 23rd of July. Tickets are still available on the Canberra Theatre website, which we'll link on our Facebook page. Now, before we get to the interview, let's remind ourselves of the achievements of this incredibly impressive woman. So Dami won X Factor. She is Eurovision royalty, coming second in 2016. Her Eurovision song, Sound of Silence, charted in 38 countries. Dami has had four top 10 albums on the ARIA chart and further hit singles with the likes of Alive, Superlove and Gladiator. Without further ado, uh, here is our interview with Dami on It's Eurovision on Ravoni Radio. Dami, thank you for joining us here today on It's Eurovision. First of all, how are you this morning? Yeah, I'm really good, really good. Great to chat with you guys. Oh, well, we're a show here that's all about Eurovision, so we're so excited to have you on as our guest this morning. And we're very excited to see you um, in concert as well in Canberra. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm stoked to be coming over tomorrow. Yes, so after a crazy 18 months, what has it been like to be back performing in front of live audiences? Um, yeah, you know, so many of my show dates have been cancelled or rescheduled because of COVID. It's been it's been really hard and annoying and frustrating and all of that. Um, but yeah, I'm actually playing finally playing in Canberra and be able to kick off my tour. So I'm super, super excited to do that. Yeah, it's 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 really interesting just kind of like how much we've all missed live music and I'm so excited that this is one of the first concerts that I'm seeing um, seeing live again. So do you think COVID has changed how you approach your music or this tour? Well, I think COVID definitely made me appreciate it a lot more, you know, not take things for granted, um, you know, and really, like, I look forward to doing shows, but I've never been so kind of excited and, you know, really sort of counting down to the day of doing a show. Uh, so, yeah, it's kind of made me feel more appreciative and reignited the kind of that that pure passion for it. So, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's so exciting to hear. Um, yes, your new single, Lonely Cactus, was written during COVID. Can you tell us a bit about the songwriting process and what that was like? 
Yeah, so uh, I, I wrote Lonely Cactus during, uh, I think, end of last year, actually, where, you know, 2020 had so much time locked down, locking down in Brisbane and I was feeling a bit, you know, lonely and I wanted to, you know, socialise again and you know, I can't wait to have people back at my house and have, you know, a dinner party or something. And then finally, when I got to actually invite people again, I was going, oh, when are they going to go back home? <laughs> uh, so it's like being lonely, but also being a prickly cactus around other people and wanting to be alone. So that's kind of what the song is about. And yeah, I, I thought it, it was like a sort of a joke at the start, but then it actually became this tune that I was really enjoying and I, I really loved it so it's like oh wow um you know I took it to Andrew one above his his uh this incredible producer and you know um so we we actually finished it and wrote it over zoom so um yeah that was really different for me not like I've never done that before this song so to have actually finished the song through zoom and then actually release it into the world that's been a really cool experience. Did you find that doing it over Zoom made you like, did you find that it was sort of a bit difficult to like connect in the same way with the other, you know, members of your creative team? Yeah, you know, like I, I was worried about it at first, but then it kind of like it's, it's, it's got its pros and cons, but there were a lot of positives where I felt less sort of self-conscious about myself because it's just a screen, you know, and if I wanted to sort of go away and kind of make some coffee and, and have my space for a few minutes, then I, I could do that. Whereas, you know, like where if you're in with other people, then there's that added social anxiety, which I'm missing out a bit of. So, yeah, it kind of, yeah, it worked out for me. I actually really enjoyed it. Oh, well, yeah, we, we did have the question as to whether or not you'd become obsessed with like succulents, you know, over isolation, like many of us did. And if that inspired the metaphor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, that's, but that's where it, it sparked that metaphor because I was given a cactus for my birthday present by my manager <laughs> and I, I named him Mr. Pickles. And that was my, uh, <laughs> my pet, pet cactus. And, you know, I was staring at it and I think that's what came from the whole uh title and the whole song basically and yeah like since then I've been getting into plants and like I've you know I'm known for killing plants but now <laughs> I've become this like full-on gardener and I grow my own vegetables and it's, it's the best thing ever everyone should do it yeah yeah the surprising things that sort of come out of the last you know year and a bit um, so we do have to ask. Yeah, so um, weird. So this tour is focused on providing a more sort of like special and intimate uh, performance with storytelling and stripped back arrangements of your songs. So what's inspired you to create a tour like this? So I've always been uh, the most comfortable when I was when I'm sitting sitting at the piano and singing. And I guess with COVID, it kind of gave me a really good excuse to do a tour like that where it's just me at the piano and I do rearrangements of all my songs 
and yeah, just perform it super intimately like that. And I've always wanted to do something like it, but I just didn't think, or I didn't know when that was actually going to happen. And then 2020, bam, it's like, oh, <laughs> it's, it's my excuse to do something this way. And so, uh, yeah, the tour was meant to start in July, beginning of July, and all the shows have been cancelled except this Canberra one. So, yeah, you guys will be these guineas. We're very lucky. And yes, yes, lucky, lucky us. Um, so, um, we'll see if you're lucky or unlucky. <laughs> um, so, you've had to like rearrange some of your songs for this tour. What was that process like? Um, yeah, it, it was, it's been fun, like, because I write most of my songs at the piano before it gets all produced up, so it was almost like taking it back to how it started, uh, but also incorporating, the, you know, the sounds of the production as well, so that there's that, you know, element that people are familiar with, so yeah, it's been really interesting, like, trying to strip it back but still make it interesting and then making it more suitable for the piano without all the crazy production and the beat so um it's been a fun challenge for me yeah and I suppose what you were sort of saying before like COVID's given us this opportunity throughout like all areas of our lives I guess to bring things back to you know like a, a more basic level yeah that's it that's it and really just I guess that's very deep and meaningful but it's like thinking of what what's the core of this you know and yeah what can I lose in this song and still make it sound nice like how what's the minimum amount of uh music that it needs for it to still sound interesting so I think yeah like COVID forced us to think about that in our lives as well so yeah deep (laughs) And um, and sort of pivoting um, to a couple of Eurovision quiz questions quickly that have been sent in from um, our audience and the dummy army here at our campus. Um, so we all absolutely love the song Paper Dragons. And before COVID threw everything off schedule, this was meant to be um, the song you entered into the 2021 Eurovision final. What about this song do you think um, would have made it a great Eurovision song? I just really like the quirkiness of it the fact that it's called paper dragon was like yeah this is a definite definite eurovision song and the fact that it's a real power anthem you know and it's super positive it's got a bit of grit and a little bit of like sassy energy but also super positive and yeah like i just thought it was it was, it was a super great option for for a Eurovision song which yeah I mean even though it didn't happen um yeah I, I just I, I really like the song <laughs> yeah. and a contrast to Sound of Silence I think as well yeah yeah that's true because yeah Sound of Silence power ballad and then you know people expect another power ballad but then this one's got you know it's a totally different you know it's a faster pace and it's just different yeah so all of those things were pointing at you know, towards that song going, yeah, this will be a strong option for Eurovision. So, yeah. Yeah. No, fantastic. And, 
And uh, from like the concept photos that you put out and just like when you listen to the song, you know, you can almost picture that kind of the, the sort of staging opportunities you would have had with um with that song. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we were just, just starting to sort of picture what could have been the, the performance and the staging. But yeah, it really, it didn't really get too far up to that stage before everything collapsed down. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah. You guys have been following. You, I mean, you guys are massive fans, so you would know everything the ins and outs. But, <laughs> yeah, that's um, right. <laughs> we, we followed your journey. Yeah. Well, even before you on Eurovision and X Factor as well, and um, yeah, we know a lot about Eurovision as well. <laughs> but we're big fans of you too, of course. Yeah. <laughs> right. So what? So um, yeah, I don't know. What kind of songs do you guys think? Um. I don't know what if I did Eurovision again. What kind of song would you want me to be? Uh, yeah, singing. Oh gosh, uh, um, my favorite song of yours is actually um, "Gladiator." I thought it had a really good message, uh, and um, I loved the sort of music video that you did of it. Um, if you could sort of reproduce that production-wise on the Eurovision stage, a song like that, I think it'd be really cool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I appreciate the <laughs> your thoughts. Um, yeah. Yeah, and I also thought it's a bit different to Sound of Silence because Sound of Silence, I thought, was a very sort of intense song. But Gladiator, like something like And Paper Dragon, is a more uplifting song, I think. Um, yeah, uplifting and not as not as serious. Yes, but I actually love Sound of Silence, just saying. Um, it's one of my fa- all-time favourite Eurovision songs. So I think, to be honest, you should do what you want you think is best to be honest yeah <laughs> got fantastic yeah no but it's, it's, it's always hey got fantastic judgment to follow oh thank you but yeah it's interesting to hear from you know eurovision super fans and you know you guys know your eurovision so yeah always good to hear from you guys um, so a student has sent another question. Um, so from one immigrant to a fellow immigrant, uh, what was it like to represent Australia as an Asian Australian, especially in a Eurocentric competition? What better way to see Australia represented than with cultural diversity? Hmm. Um, yeah, I am Asian, so... <laughs> um, it's... Yeah, like, I... I'm not sure how I would answer the question, but I, I, I do remember at the time feeling like, wow, this is really weird being uh, at Eurovision representing Australia, which is already, it, it just sounds funny, but then I'm like Asian and I'm, you know, it, it just, everything was just really funny, but it was also super cool because Australia is very diverse and we have so many, uh, it's a big melting pot of cultures and and different ethnicities so you know I've I feel super proud that I got to be the face of Australia as an as an immigrant and as an Asian so yeah like Australia is much closer to Asia than anywhere else so um yeah I don't know I have a lot of Asian pride (laughs) and I know lots of other immigrants have been you know feeling seen because of me doing stuff in the mainstream media so I feel very honored and proud to be doing that 
Well, we feel absolutely honoured that uh, you, you know, represented Australia and, and brought your fantastic talent to, to the world. So thank you for that. Oh, well, this is my pleasure. Thank you. <laughs> now, of course, um, for Dummy Army, got in touch to ask how your new album is coming along and whether there's any updates on that front. Oh, yes. Um, yeah, I, I, I have been working many hours on my album, especially uh, while so many shows have, have been cancelled. So, yeah, it's been good. I've been focusing on making music and finishing the album off, so you will hear from me very soon. Um, it'll be not 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 long to go, a couple of few months maybe. It'll be out. Oh, something something fantastic to, to look forward to. Yes. And um Yes. Yes. And of course uh, the big question is, would you still like to go back to Eurovision? Do you think we can see you in Australia decides if it starts up again? Um, you know, like it's yeah, like last time I I decided to come back, it was a big decision and I had to think hard and deep about coming back and I, I I threw my hat in the ring and and then it didn't happen. So, you know, it's like I'm going to have to go through that decision process again before I can really make my mind up about doing it again because, it's, yeah, it's a big commitment, you know, and... Having done it once, I know that it takes up your life, you know, months of your life. You just have to focus on that one thing, uh, the three-minute performance. And, it's, you know, it's fun, but it's also incredibly intense. So I'd have to really think about what I want to do with my life at this point in time. Well, regardless, um, you know, whether on, you're on the Eurovision stage or we're seeing you touring around Australia, um, thank you so much um, for, you know, everything you've done for Australia at Eurovision and for, you know, the music industry here. And uh, final question is um, that, Dami, you have a significant following within the Australian National University and the wider Canberra community. Is there a message or something you have to say to your followers out there who are tuning in now? Um, uh, well, I'd just say thank you so much for listening to me ramble <laughs> and, um, yeah, uh, I can't wait to come into Canberra to perform because it's probably the only show in the next couple of months. Um, and yeah, just stay, stay safe and, uh, and, uh. Have fun. <laughs> so lame. <laughs> no, all good. Well, thank you so much for your time today, and we're very excited to uh, come and see you at the show. Yeah, thank, thanks, guys, for the chat. It's been fun. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> wow, how exciting was that? And that was Dami M speaking to us here on Baroni Radio. Gosh. Oh gosh, what a what a moment for us, Sam! What a moment! I know, what a moment! Three <laughs> hardworking years here at Rooney. We've scored an interview with Damien, but no. On a serious note, though, um, it's an incredible honour for me. Thank you for organising this now, and Sam no, and no. Rooney Radio. Um, thank you to our, our production team that works so hard on on uh, organising this for us and all the tech and. Yes. And, and just all all of those all of those behind the scene things that yes. actually made this possible. Yes, we had the fun bit. We did. We we had the fun <laughs> bit. I mean, 
Uh, Dami is, I'm not just saying this, this, she's actually my favourite Australian musician. Um, I've followed her journey ever since X Factor and she's been such an inspiration to me. Didn't, I, I didn't manage to convey that on the call because I was just so nervous talking to her. Um, but it was such a, you know, such a dream come true, I think. So, yeah, something I'll definitely remember for the rest of my life. That sounds cheesy, doesn't it? But... Oh, no, but it's, it's true. <laughs> it's true. This was, this was a, a big deal and a, and a great experience. So very excited that we got to chat to her and very excited um, that we're going to her concert tomorrow. So quick yes. reminder, there are tickets still available for her Canberra show mm -hmm. on Friday, the 23rd of July tomorrow. Yes. And you can find tickets uh, on the Canberra Theatre website. You're listening to Woroni Radio, the voice of students at the ANU. Yes, um, but why don't we talk about her concert? So, yes, so we did the interview on Thursday, the 22nd of July, and then she came to Canberra Friday, the 23rd of July. And I think it was a very special moment for her because um, a lot of her um, concerts has been had been cancelled. Um, she was scheduled to play, obviously, at the Sydney Opera House the day before and all over Australia. Um, but unfortunately, as a lot of you listeners may know, there was a COVID lockdown in quite a few parts of Australia. And just sending our love and well wishes to everyone um, who is um, unfortunately has to endure lockdown at the moment. We wish you well. And yes, and um, send a big love to my parents too, who are in Sydney and have endured lockdown and um, to everyone else in the country as well. Um, yes, so we decided to go to Dami's concert a long while ago, actually. Uh, and it was at the Canberra Theatre Centre. It was at the smaller venue. Um, so it was a relatively intimate affair. There was seating for a couple hundred people. And yes, so it was a very intimate performance. I'll just talk a bit about how I sort of enjoyed the performance. I really enjoyed that it was quite a stripped back affair. There was literally only Dami and her piano and her microphone. There was the, the only three things on stage. And she so, kind of went through a couple of songs in her repertoire um, that um, she really enjoyed. And she also did a few covers as well. And in the midst of it was sort of talking about her life story, sort of, you know, how she first came to Australia, um, her music career, you know, she studied music at university then she also, um, of course, went on the X Factor Australia, and that's how I first personally got to meet her um, on the X Factor. Um, I remember that she came from, you know, her audition of Mariah Carey's Hero, of course, and then she went all the way to boot camp. She was actually eliminated in boot camp, but then returned thanks to Danny Minogue and then went on to win the whole competition. So it just goes to show to you that, you know, there's always second chances in life. Um, so yeah, so, and then back to the, back to the concert, sorry, I was just doing a little spiel about her life that she was <laughs> explaining to it. And then of course she went to Eurovision, um, and then she's been talking about what she's been doing ever since. So yes, yeah, so there's a lot of story to, um, uncover. And, um, I thought that the setting of the intimate setting with only a few hundred people, um, she could really sort of share her life story. And I think, um, something interesting that she talked about was, um, the fact that she had changed labels. I think one of her previous labels had, you know, sort of made her do a certain sort of music. I could sort of tell because there was a period where she was sort of dressed in a way that I didn't really think represented her. So it was interesting to, from her perspective to hear that, that she was a little bit unhappy with the sort of music she was doing as well. So that was a, perhaps the, in terms of the life story part of um, her uh, concert that sort of most resonated with me. And it was good to sort of see her a lot happier. 
in that regard. Yeah, and I th- I think one of the things as well is that you know we just sort of got like sort of essentially like tidbits here and there of you know um her musical career like her her growing up and uh, immigrating to Australia with her family um and yeah just learning about her her music career and one of the things that really set the tone for the concert is she walked out as she walked out in this you know kind of like midnight blue sort of I don't want to say like a jumpsuit, but kind <laughs> kind of something in that style. Mm-hmm. Um, sits down at the piano and immediately like just throws herself into this Chopin piece. And she said afterwards, you know, pretty much as soon as she'd finished this this great sort of execution of such a technical piece that oh, I studied like classical piano at university for three years and I thought I should put my training to practice. Um and you know that's something I didn't know about her, and she just really set the set the tone for the concert of it's me and my piano, and this is my relationship with piano, and um, you know I'm going to show you some really cool stuff tonight. So that's that's how we opened, um, and the stage as well was really awesome because there was this grand piano, and it was opened up, and they almost had like a spotlight going into the piano, and so it made it seem like almost like a music box with Dami's music kind of pouring out of it, and sort of filling this this space around us and us just sort of being enchanted really it was it was very it was very special and atmospheric I think yes um I would just say with back to the sort of start of the and the, the whole piano thing um because that was actually my third Dami concert um I went when I was um in high school and then I went I think a few years ago when she was in Canberra yeah she never really had the chance to sort of use the piano um, and sort of show off her piano playing skills. So I thought it was definitely a very uh, different way of sort of opening one of her concerts. And I think, you know, she really enjoyed it. Um, she obviously had a lot of creative control this time, um, you know, got a chance to obviously show off her classical music side as well. So, yeah, I thought that was very special as well. Yeah, Yeah. so in the spirit um, of her, her piano-based solo tour, we're going to mainly be playing um, acoustic versions of Dami songs yes. this evening. Um, was there any other favourite parts of the show that you enjoyed, Nat? Oh, all of it. She's just <laughs> she's just phenomenal. If anyone ever has the chance to see her live, I would strongly, strongly recommend it. She's also I, I, outrageously funny. Mm. And just the way that she interacted with the audience, like she you have some artists where it's, you know, they're a, a great like singer and they can do all these amazing things, but they're just not live performers or they can't like connect with an audience or like don't have stage presence yeah um and that is not true for dami at all like Mm. uh as much she sort of talks about like social anxiety and shyness and things you would have no idea like watching her perform she just smashes it every time and i was just blown away what like what a what a talent what control she had over her voice and I felt many, many emotions. I was very mm. affected. <laughs> no, that's that's great. No, I'm I'm glad you really enjoyed it. Um, I would say as well that yes, her personality is very good, and I think um, it just reminds me back to X Factor. I think you know, of course, she's a great singer. I think she's technically one of the best singers in this country. Just her range and mm. um, her power, performance, control. Del- yes, the well. control, emotion, delivery. But there's also with in this day and age of the music industry, it's also a bit about the personality as well. And I think she has a fantastic personality that she was able to convey 
um, through the personal storytelling in this concert as well. Um, yeah. I think maybe, you know, I kind of wish at Eurovision um, the audience was able to see more of her personality. Maybe she could have got the few votes to get over the line because, as you know, in Eurovision, you know, you don't, you kind of just see the song, the artist. You don't really get to see their interviews unless, you know, you're a diehard Euro fan like us mm-hmm. and go and search the interviews prior. So, um, but yeah, I think it's just a testament to her what a lovely person that she is. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, and the room was just filled with a lot of love, a love for music, for, you know, her as a performer, for like each other kind of coming together to to hear her. Like it was just a really positive experience. And um, yes. And so I was very, I was very pleased that I got to see live music again, and that that was yeah. one of my first experiences. So. No, that's good. Um, would I be able to talk a bit about sort of the songs that she played? If that's all right. Yeah, absolutely, yes. um, absolutely. I just found something really interesting, but I think it goes back to sort of how she has more sort of creative control because she, um, I don't know if you remember, but she mentioned that um, alive her most number one song, um, that I, her, the song that won her X Factor and got to number one. Um, she actually says that she didn't really like the song, but it's sort of grown on her. And I found that point very interesting. Um, yeah, so, and she did play Sound of Silence as well, her Eurovision song. I think she genuinely really enjoyed that song. Um, but there's also a variety of covers in there as well that I think Matt will talk about in a little bit. But um, yeah, I was a bit disappointed, to be honest, that she didn't sing Gladiator or um, <laughs> Fight for This Love. Those are one of two of my favourite um, Dami songs. But I think, you know, at the end of the day, it's her concert and I'm really glad that she has a lot more control over it. And, um, yeah, she seemed quite comfortable. And I think, you know, the fact that it was, I don't know if she's done any more concerts on this tour. No, I don't think she has. And so uh, something she said in the interview was about, (laughs) uh, which you can find on our Facebook page, um, (laughs) is... uh, is basically, you know, how meaningful it, it is for her now to be touring again or, like, to be able to play the Canberra concert yeah. uh, because she hadn't been on the road in so long and also with, like, all of her other dates have been cancelled because uh, of the outbreak in Sydney and, you know, subsequently in, like, lots of other parts of the country. Um, so she just sort of spoke with such, like, reverence for what that concert was going to be and how meaningful it was. Um, yeah because I yeah. think for musicians like obviously it's I think you know it's great to be in a studio record music but I think musicians sort of live off you know other people listening to their music live and getting the energy for the crowd mm-hmm. so um for her I was very happy in that regard um yeah I mean having said that oh my gosh I was just thinking because she was supposed to play at the Sydney Opera House how cool has that been to have been able to go oh. to the Sydney Opera House show which was sold out yeah. I feel really bad for those people in Sydney. Maybe they'll she'll play it. Again. I'm sure she'll play it again later. But that would have been a very cool experience as yeah. someone that comes from Sydney. Yeah, and I think for her too. I mean, to do all those concerts. So yeah, I think the Canberra concert probably this Canberra concert probably meant something quite special to her. I would think. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, and um, you enjoyed the cover at the end, is that right? Yes. So we're going to uh, we're going to play a wee bit later. Um, one of the, the song that Dami finished on, which mm. really showcased another sort of side of her. But the first song we're going to play uh, is Dami's new single uh, called Lonely Cactus. Do you want to give us a bit of an intro of what this song's about? Yes. So this is the song she wrote this year. Is that right? Uh, yeah. End of yeah. last year. End of last year during COVID. Yes. So basically um, she sort of describes it in, in the concert 
Um, so obviously with the lockdown, everyone was quite isolated. People couldn't see family and friends and she was the same as well. She sort of got on with her life. But then, you know, when the lockdown started to come out, she was initially quite excited to see some of her friends and family again. Um, but when she did, she realised actually that sort of tranquility and stillness, being in ISO by yourself, she in a way actually missed that. And she just sort of remarks on, the, on this song, Lonely Cactus, how it's a very strange feeling to have, even though you have been away from people for so long, you still sort of crave that. And I think she based this song after her gardening yes plant. yes yeah, yes so, so in the interview which you can find on her <laughs> facebook page yeah. uh, she discusses basically uh the metaphor was inspired by a cactus that she was given by a member of her like team uh that she called mr pickles uh <laughs> and so we had a bit of a chat about mr pickles and because uh, you're very into gardening too aren't you so you had a bit of conversation yes, gardening and, conversation and, and Dami's, um green thumb that she said has you know improved drastically since covid began so yeah. Yeah, that's something you can look forward to on the interview on our Facebook page. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes, just to rehash that again. But anyway, so shall we have a listen? Yes, yes. absolutely. All right, so let's have a listen. This is Dami's brand new single, uh, Lonely Cactus, here on It's Eurovision. <laughs> Due to copyright reasons, we are unable to play this song in full. Instead, we've created a playlist of songs from today's show, which you can find in the episode description. And back to our conversation. And that was a lovely acoustic version of Dami's new single, Lonely Cactus. Yes. <laughs> very, very interesting uh, topic choice. I think very topical for many of us. And yes, um, I think, you know, very personal story as well. I think, you know... It's good because I think like a song like Alive is quite a very generic pop song. I love Alive, her like first single, but it was quite generic, you know, but this is really about something that she's quite invested in. Yes. And it's always good to have like music that really sort of speaks to what we're all going through right now and to I guess feel some sort of comfort and that song definitely, definitely does that for me. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so shall we talk about the next song, which is Paper Dragon? Yes, and so this was the song that Dami was going to uh, enter into Australia Decides for 2021 Eurovision. So uh, at Australia Decides 2020, Dami announced that she was going to uh, basically put her hat in the ring again to represent Australia at Eurovision in 2021. But then as the competition was cancelled in 2020 uh, and Montaigne was invited to perform by SBS in 2021, um, Dummy didn't have that opportunity. Uh, and like, fair enough, totally. Like, I think it was like the right thing to do for Montaigne to get to, yeah, I think get to have another how, go. You know, yeah. some Scandinavian countries just brutally chucked their artists out and then just had a new selection, which... It was quite harsh, I felt. Yeah, so yeah. so really happy that Montaigne got the opportunity to, you know, represent us in the Eurovision stage as 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 she was elected to do. Um, but, you know, sad that we didn't get to see Dami again. So, um, but anyway, Paper Dragon, she uh, revealed, was actually the song that she would have entered. Uh, and I think, I think it would have been a really interesting one to see at Eurovision. In our interview with Dami, which you can find on our Facebook page, we talk all about like 
Paper Dragons and about that song in contrast to Sound of Silence and, you know, what made her uh, decide that it would be a, a good, like, uh, song for Eurovision. So go and check that out. <laughs> yes. Um, do we want to talk a bit about the staging, how we could have yeah. imagined the staging? So would you like to go first? Yeah. Yeah, sure. So I guess like... Staging for this song if it got to Eurovision. Yeah. Yes, yes. Um, so I think like it's it's really just such a like a fun song. Mm. Just so kind of so upbeat that I would really want to see like lots of lots of colour, um, maybe like some backup dances, something really dynamic that maybe captures like flowing air or something like that. I know that um part of the thing with like the dragons was inspired by um by like Korean dragons and so whether mm-hmm. there's a way that uh perhaps that could be incorporated as you know part of like Dami's identity uh and Australia's identity as well um you know being like being such a strong Asian country um and yeah that's that's what I could see like if you if you look at the kind of concept art that she sort of had for uh, the single and then um, the, like all the promotional material and everything. I think just something with lots of color, lots of air, lots of movement would be would be really great. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree with that. Um, I can sort of imagine on the massive LED screen behind her, sort of um, a bit similar to her music video, like a green dragon sort of swooping like up and down through really you know green landscapes, you know, just soaring, being a dragon sort of thing. Um, I think she should be styled probably a very vibrant, either green or red dress. Green to sort of show that she is the you know the persona of the dragon that's being described, or red to sort of stand out against the green background. Um, yeah, no, I think yeah, as I sort of said to her actually in the interview, which you can find on our Facebook page. Yes, um, I think you know it's good that she. I think she should come back if she does go back to Eurovision ever again. Um, she should come back with a song that is different from Sound of Silence. Because Sound of Silence, as I said, was quite an intense, melodic, sort of mid-tempo song. I think she either needs to go, I think she needs to, yeah, have a bit more of a different take, like an uplifting song like Paper Dragon, something different. Because, um, as I said, um, Sergei Lazarev, you know, had a pretty similar song, didn't really as last time in 2019 when he came back at the same pretty similar song to 2016 yeah so i and he didn't really had basically the same result third he didn't you know do any better so i think because the audience will perhaps might remember you a bit so they're expecting better so you need to sort of change it up so that the audience is really surprised if that makes sense yeah absolutely and that's what dummy said as well in our uh in our interview was um basically about you know bringing something different to what she'd done previously and mm. she's such a versatile artist that she could absolutely like knock something yeah. like this out of the park i remember on x factor she would do disco one week then mariah carey the next week yeah she definitely has a very wide range of talents yes yes so why don't we have a listen to it uh and again keeping in theme this is the uh, acoustic version yes so let's have a listen as Nat said um so this is paper dragon uh, what would have been Dami's entry into Australia Decides 2021, but actually uh, features quite nicely as a single. So let's have a listen to Paper Dragon. Ooh, 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 ooh. 
Due to copyright reasons, we are unable to play this song in full. Instead, we've created a playlist of songs from today's show, which you can find in the episode description. And back to our conversation. Beautiful. That was Paper Dragon, which would have been Dami's entry into Australia Size 2021, um, but obviously does very well as a single. And um, yes, a magnificent song. I think, you know, that song was quite good. I think it would have won Australia's Decides, you know, even standalone without Dami's um, star credentials. And um, yeah, it would have been very interesting to see how that would have ended up at uh, at a, on the Eurovision stage. But um, I really personally hope that Dami will return to um, perform at Eurovision one day or at least Australia Decides. Um, I would really love to see her give it a second crack. Um, because there's quite a few Eurovision artists that have come second um, and then they win the title. I think of Dima Bilan from Russia, Linda Martin from Ireland, Damien from Australia, question <laughs> mark. Yes. <laughs> um, so what song are we going to talk about now? Yeah, yeah so um, we can't uh, not talk about this group when we talk about a Dami experience over the past month or so, which is, of mm-hmm. course, the Dami Army. Yes. Um, Great name, by the way. <laughs> yes, yes. And uh, they've been so supportive of, like, the interview um, and uh, episodes about Dami and everything like that. So thank you so much for all the um, publicity and we hope that you've enjoyed the content and that we can, you know, keep in touch moving forward uh, and big fan of your work and that you're, you know, sort of dedicating so much time and effort into supporting such an amazing artist uh, that really is, you know, so positive for Australia's music industry and uh, just, just good on you. So we got yes. in touch with uh, the admins at the Dummy Ummy Facebook page mm-hmm. uh, and asked if they had any requests and uh, they came back with Super Love. Yes, um, Super Love, I believe, was her second single. Um, it's quite a, a, quite a catchy song. I think she generally really likes that song too, I think. Yeah. Did she play it at the concert? Yes, yeah, she did. Yes, yeah, she did, yes. Um, it's got quite... Um, feel good energy to it. I really like this song. It it always yeah. makes me happy. Yeah. Yeah. No. Um. I enjoy it as well. Yes. Um. I think yeah. It's one of one of her catchier songs. I'd say yes. And I think um, because it was her second single, so Alive was again quite intense. But um. Yeah. Super love something d- different. Yeah. 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 And well, you know, after three years of doing the Rainy Radio <laughs> with you, Sam. Yes. We still have super love. Oh, thanks, Nat. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. We have super love. Um, we have we are we are paper dragons together. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, no. Um, but yes, no. The Dami Army recommended the song, and yeah. So I think it's one of her. What, what do you call it? Her signature tune, perhaps. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. I remember like hearing it on the radio heaps, and I think it's just sort of part of the Australian soundtrack, really, of like <laughs> pop music. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So thank you to the Dami Army. We appreciate you so much. Yes, and, and we um, appreciate your suggestion as well. Yes. yes, and all the questions you sent through to Dami as well, which were answered in the interview, which you can find on our Facebook page. Yes. <laughs> yes. All right, then so we'll have a listen to Super Love. This is will be the second last song we play this evening. So let's have a listen. I'm sending you lots of super love in general to all Dami fans and I guess people in lockdown as well. (laughs) Um, Yes, so here it is, Dami's super love. Maybe this is all a little crazy But I 
Due to copyright reasons, we are unable to play this song in full. Instead, we've created a playlist of songs from today's show, which you can find in the episode description. And back to our conversation. Yes, that was fantastic. That was super love. Uh, Dami's second single, very nice acoustic version as well. Yes. Ah, oh, it makes me happy, that song. I was so happy that she uh, she played that in concert mm, for us. Mm, yes. Yes. Um, but I think we're going to finish up on a song that really struck a chord with you now. Is that right? Well, it's funny that this is our last song because this was Dami's encore song mm. at the concert. You would almost I was a bit, think, yeah, I was a bit surprised it was her encore song, but she, you would almost think that we had engineered it this way with, <laughs> our, with our song list and ordering <laughs> of the songs. Yes, but she performed it with such gusto and vigor. Yes. yes. Well, so after telling us that she studied uh, classical piano, she then told us that she did a second degree in jazz vocals, mm, which I, I was not, know that not aware her. of. So yeah. it worked quite nicely that she opened uh, the concert with a Chopin piece and bookended it with Nina Simone's Feeling Good. Yes. So that's what we're going to play to to end uh, the the show. We yes, We hope that, you know, that everyone is feeling good, that we can send some <laughs> yeah. positive energy to everyone uh, and, you know, wishing everyone the best with all of the horrible things that we're going through as a country at the moment and, mm. and good health. Yeah, I think it was a very good song choice by her to end on as well. And we're going to follow in her footsteps and end on this as well. So, yes, indeed. Um, yes, sending lots of love to everyone. Uh, my parents in Sydney um, and my other friends and family in Sydney, um, Melbourne. Uh, essay's all right for now, right? Yes. Yeah, we're, we're out. <laughs> That's good. That's Brisbane. Good. Brisbane's out, which is good. Kansas in, unfortunately, though. So, yeah. But um, hopefully we'll all get through this and we hope to keep presenting here in Canberra throughout the whole of semester two. Yes. And happy third anniversary. Sarah. Oh, thank you, Nat. Happy third anniversary thank to you, you too. And thank you to everyone who's listened to us, whether you're new or, you know, have stayed with us for three years, like our parents. Have. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, no, thank you so much. And yeah, we look forward. Um, you can catch us every Tuesday this semester, 7 p.m. We've got the prime time slot, which is great. So yeah. yes. Any final words, Nat? No, I think that's it. But uh, thanks for joining us. And Thank here's you. our last song. Yes. And I'm feeling Due to copyright reasons, we are unable to play this song in full. Instead, we've created a playlist of songs from today's show, which you can find in the episode description. Thank you so much for joining us on It's Eurovision. To make sure you don't miss an episode, follow our Spotify page. You can find us on Facebook at It's Eurovision for show updates and live broadcast times on Baroni and Sin Radio. Stay safe and see you next time.